Hello and welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Hello, everybody. I may be laggy. And Dustin Hinshaw. Hello, everyone. I will make up for his lag. Sweet. We got laggy Adam and, and speedy Dustin. A little speedy D. I got, I got my speedy T for speedy D. We're good to this go. This is your weekly show here on the Frontline Gaming Network where we go over the biggest and the best tournaments coming up over the course of the weekend. We're going to tell you what the meta is. We're defining the meta. Actually, the players are defining the meta. We're simply reporting on it. Uh, where we go through the list of factions, what's changing, You know, maybe talk a little bit about how to beat that meta out there if you're looking to challenge that. It's always an exciting time. We do this live each and every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. If you're joining us live, we really appreciate it. If you're listening to us later, we certainly appreciate that too. Uh, leave us some five-star reviews. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Welcome to the show. Welcome, 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 welcome. Always love to see you guys. Uh, this week we're we got another talking banger. About we got another two Australian events, uh, which you know Australia, you know, hotbed. People are excited to uh, be playing 40k in Australia, uh, and we got I think you know one event we're going to be talking about not in Australia. But before we do that, I want to uh, talk about or at least mention where you can find War Games Live coming up over the weekend. They're going to be doing coverage from Wasteland Wars Grand Tournament. Check them out on the War Games Live channel. Uh, Joe does an amazing job covering doing some coverage. Uh, happy to alert y'all there. Normally we cover one of the big events he's he's going to. Uh, but since we didn't have one this time, I want to make sure that you know he's going to be doing some coverage still. Everybody's singing it with us. Where in the world is Joe from Mortgage Live? Where's Rockapella when you need him? That's <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right. Great to see everybody coming in the chat with us again. I mentioned that we do do this live. Nurgle Matt Tomodachi Express. Uh, sick boy, 1386, Joel Atkins, Alex, uh, Chevrolet, Artemis, Steve, uh, the list goes on. Sunduri, Tepic, Evening, uh, really, again, y'all make this as exciting as we do each and every week. Uh, keeping us honest. Sometimes we have some like, you know, rules call outs and stuff and people root for their favorite players and factions. And sometimes even people going to the events are in the chat. And so they, you know, they can comment and if you feel like give it, calling out your list or calling your shot, let us know. First event we're going to be talking about is uh, the Northside Alliance Open in Brisbane, <clears throat> Queensland, Australia. 76-player, five-round event. How we do these things, if we call out where they're, uh, where it's going, how many players are going to be there at the rounds, and then Dustin reads down the stats of what we're going to see there. Do I ever, and I'm excited to do it as always. So with the best. direction, the best. Two Sisters of Battle, two Custodes, one Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, five Imperial Knights, Space Marines, there's two Dark Angels, three Space Wolves, four Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, one Salamander, two Black Templar, one Imperial Fist, one Iron Hand. Chaos, we're looking at nine Chaos Space Marines, three T-Suns, three Death Guard, one Demon, and four Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's seven Necrons, five Orcs, and four Tau. Hivemind, there's four Tyranids, and four Jesus they're called. That's what, what is I like. Going on? That's, What's happening? I love right that. Oh, my God. God, that's beautiful. Aldaria, there's one Drakari, one Harlequin, and four Suriani, which means the faction podium is Space Marines at the top with uh, nine Necrons on second with seven. Orcs and Imperial Knights tied in the third with five. But I need to point out, G Sither Calls are right behind them with four, with Tyranids and other people. Who cares about that? There's G Sither Calls so, right behind them there. 
I'm not sure how much I'm lagging, boys. So feel free to cut me off, drag me if I'm if I'm lagging, bringing the show down too far. But Brisbane, Queensland is the hotbed of the hive mind. And the hive mind being a gentleman named Eric Lathuris, who of course went undefeated at the WTC. Mm-hmm. He is kind of, when you have a player of that distinction, somebody who is a defining player of a faction, they tend to mold the rest of the faction around them. And when he's on the hot, the goodness, a lot of people tend to, to jump over to the goodness too. So when you've got the, essentially the strongest Gene Steelcore player in the world hanging out in your backyard, and that guy's on something that's kicking everybody's ass, everyone else tends to pile on who's in that super faction as well. So we see a little bit of an upswell. Because realistically, it's the same eight players playing the super faction that they would be otherwise. It's just you're robbing from Peter to pay Paul. Usually there'd be maybe six or seven and one uh, rather than four and four there. But over there, it's actually a decent proponent, uh, proportion of Astartes at this event as well. Usually we're seeing them a little bit down on the numbers on, on this size of an event. And it's, it's amusing to see that CSM and Space Marines are getting closer and closer in faction numbers. Uh, so we may need to start doing a CSM like super faction should these numbers continue for another couple of weeks or months yeah break them down and see mm. which legions are standing out because mm. that's really where the the flavor comes in i think that you can expect to see a lot of abaddons in these these armies uh, you know probably i'd say five out of the nine at very at the very least that's probably a conservative number but i'm willing to bet they're gonna be mixing up some of the legions we've seen representation uh from you know all the way down to like night lords kind of mm. thing with trying to get that leadership shenanigans working Another interesting statistic on this one is orcs. Orcs having having five of seventy six is kind of an overrepresentation for orcs on the on the on the kind of international average. But when you look at the meta, how much of it is like merely trading meta? So much CSM, so much hive mind, you know, sisters in attendance, all these other things. Orcs, kind of. I would love to go be a fly on the wall for some orcs versus GSC games. I think they would be so much fun to call. Don't the orcs just appreciate that though, because you're like bringing the lunch to them. Exactly right. They're there for it. They're exactly there for it. So to, switching to the top players in attendance, guys. There's so there's, it's weird. Brisbane is a very weird meta in Australia, and I'm happy to be Australian, be able to talk to it. They are like the strongest. They're called the strongest state in Australia, as in competitive 40k wise. When we have the national um, team tournament, they usually win. Or Y'all have actually, states they, down there. They always win. Yeah, we have states. We've only like got a handful, and then some territories, but there's nobody there. Um, and <laughs> but Queensland is considered to be the strongest. But despite that, they very rarely podium. Queensland is very rarely podium in the ITC rankings because they prioritize team events over and above everything else. Um, but due to that, there wasn't anybody in the in the top 10 of the Australian ITC rankings in attendance, but there was three of the players from the WTC team, WTC team Australia in attendance. So I pulled out their lists uh, exactly. because I thought they'd be the ones people would want to see the most. First and foremost amongst those is Mr. Eric Lathuris, who was the captain of Team Australia, the reigning and defending champions of the world of 40K. He's playing Gene Stiller Colt. He's playing, this is a hell of a mouthful. He's got a custom cult creed, <laughs> accustomed to toil, War Convo, War Convo, Cold Eyed Killers, and Industrial Affinity. And I'm going to just ask Dustin to TLDR that down for us. What does that mean his army gets? So basically, Custom of Turmoil is the uh, mini transhuman. So can only be wounded on three up, can't be wounded on ones and twos. War Convo is all the bikes and vehicles get six up, feel no pain. Industrial Affinity is the ignore modifiers with industrial weapons. The Cold Eyed Killers is the other three are the ones you really want. Cold Eyed Killers is kind of like, I have an extra point. And I can't get any two pointers. This is probably the best one for me. Cold Eyed Killers is just you get an extra AP on six to wound in combat so nice to have have. what is what is still amazing is that that is the strongest part of the gsc codex the the build your own they've got the best build your own system of any any codex and eric is like leveraging the absolute crap out of that yeah the fact that 
industrial affinity um war combo and accustomed to turmoil are all one and that's like a whole a whole uh like um sorry uh sub faction bonus for other people and they just get to have all freaking three do you you know what benefits from all three of those bikes bikes you know what he has a lot of Oh, bikes. Like bikes. <laughs> yeah. Let's give you the breakdown. So he's got a battalion. Um, starts off with an acolyte, icon ward, and a primus. Two units of five acolytes. 20, 20, 10 neophytes for a full, full package of 50. Clambus, Nexos, Kalamor, Sanctus, the full four pack of elites uh, characters. 10 pure strain Gs, as I like to call the gene stealers. Three by 10 Adeline Jackals, and three Goliath Rock Riders to tote it all around. Oh, 30 Jackals. Okay. Mm. Tell That's us how this works, take- Dustin. Why is this a good list? And why did it come? I think I think top five at the WTC as well. Why did it do so well? Oh, he crushes with this list. This is a very good style list. And Eric and I actually have a very similar style in the way we like to play this game a lot of the time. It just this list is it scores so freaking well. Mm. The jackals will run at you, you getting rid of them, like it's it's near impossible with any army with accustomed to toil and war combo. You're six up feel no pain, mini transhuman, like those things and minus one to hit all the time. They're a pain to get rid of. Mm. And you've got the icon wards. So if you don't kill the whole squad, D three of them are coming back. Doesn't matter if they have four wounds or two, D three come back. Like that's and each one of those each one of those squads has a, has two wolf quads in it. So he's yep. he's resing four wounds a turn into those squads. Minimum. He can be he can yeah. be resing ten wounds a turn. And each of those squads. That's, that's more durable than it looks, especially when you get that feel no mm. pain type ignore injury effect on them. Exactly. exactly right. It adds up he, really quickly, so you can like shove those in the face. You can block. You can move block with them. And your opponent can't get out of it. You can you can control the map so well with this. You just win primary, and because of that, you're winning secondary as well. Because the secondaries that work with the GSC play into this list really well. Like Eric, I love this list. It is it is a ridiculously good list. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I will say for anybody who plays into this list, going after the bikes is the trap. Don't go oh, after yeah. the bikes. Yep incidental damage into the bikes little bits and pieces leftovers go into the bikes or charges don't shoot them with your good guns it's an absolute waste of time anyway mm-hmm. moving on second of the wtc team australia members in attendance is mr hayden walduck he's playing tau and his tau sept and i i adore this list by the way this is the most fun tau list i think i've seen in a long time he's got a call star commander an ethereal and long strike then he's got three units of 10 breaches two units of 10 pathfinders a single hammerhead Two Sunstrike Bombers, and then five Devil Fish. I say it again, five Devil Fish. This is heavily mechanized. It's aggressive when it can just yeet all three Devil Fishes into your face turn one, and then sit back with with Longstrike and a Hammerhead and the Sunsharks. It's really well tailored. It does a lot of things, and it's a list that doesn't have any Crisis Suits in it, which some people would call the crutch, and I'm here to tell you it is not. We do need to hit a transition on the slide. Yeah, so we'll get that uh, that slide switched out to be the Tau list. There we go. There we go. Uh, what do you guys make of this one? Because this is a little unconventional. Uh, the Devilfish are a very interesting choice here. Uh, the Sunshark Bombers, we've seen more and more of them happen yeah. uh, with the way that you can take them off the table round one, uh, bring them back on to kind of deliver a lot of pain. If you can find a way to get them to extend it to like the third and first turn, you're probably winning the game. Uh, but mm-hmm. those Devilfish... Yeah, I get. What is it banking on the fact that people just are maybe not taking melt as much? Well, uh, yeah, help more to help like control your primary score, right? Because having all those breaches and pathfinders obsec in devilfish means you can you can steal you can steal primary easily from across the table. You can hold your own. It's harder for them to just take. You can't just kill a devilfish because obsec's going to spill out of them too, right? It helps you control yeah. the map a little bit more. I. I 
I'm a genius circle player, so I rely on transports a lot to survive in some of my situations. So I like this style. I I agree with it a lot. And then I see a lot of the Necron lists start to go this way too with the Ghost Starks in a similar fashion. Something yeah, I was totally asking agree. a lot of the hammerheads and the law and, <laughs> it and is. the sun sharks. I really do. I think yeah. it's asking a lot. So it, I mean, obviously, I think where that that kind of um, secondary game has to play into effect here. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe he's cracked a different way to get those tau secondaries, like the what is it, the aerospace relays and relays, yeah, and, and well, things like that to try to get those late game points. Kind of banking on the fact that people will not be able to grind through all of his vehicles and transports uh, as effectively as they would if he had just well, a bunch of troops on the ground. I mean, it goes first, and then between the essentially two hammerheads and two sunsharks, he just guns for your anti-tank. And if, if, as long as he kills a couple of your pieces, your anti-tank, one or two even, um, he's got a good chance of having Devilfish left at the end of the game. That's pretty much the equation. Um, yeah. As long as you remove some pieces, like they have to remove your anti-tank with what's left of their anti-tank. Otherwise, the sunsharks kind of run the table. They like they ruin you if you can't get rid of them early. They they bomb. You know, half kill something, shoot in, pop a transport, another one finishes off the stuff. It's it's a well-crafted list. And he played something similar, but it was far side enclaves to WTC. And that was even more aggressive than this one. Um, yeah, this list is going to be looking to to basically, like you said, take out everything that can affect a vehicle by turn one or two. Uh, and then just play a points game where you just you just can't yeah. can't keep up and then, yeah and then coast it out anyway the last one uh mr sivan goikovic the slayer of seaglers the mauler of manny's because he got <laughs> both this he got both their scalps at wtc the guy's an absolute monster and you've probably never heard of him former captain of uh, team australia as well um he's playing leviathan tyranids he has a flyerant neurothrope and turvagon for his hqs three tyrant guard three zoanthropes 30 termagants which i am all of a sudden an extreme fan of uh five warriors 20 and 15 gargoyles three biovores a single harpy a single tyrannocyte and a freaking sporocyst now i need dustin to explain to you guys what this list does because this is very confusing to the conventional leviathan list it is very different. The with the three biovores and the spore assists, he's definitely going for spore, uh, spore spreading. So he's trying to not only get the secondary, but again, map control. That's what the Aussies seem to be onto something here with map control, guys. Like I, I'm seeing a theme with all these lists. We've seen maybe, that actually for the last several years out of this <laughs> yeah. meta. You know? mm. It's true though, and this like. The pieces that he lost, like he didn't take all the warriors that you're almost seeing the Leviathan list, but he's having hordes of termagants and gargoyles with spores to help even block the list out even more. Yeah. Yep. It's this it's is... actually ingenious. Mm. What does the sporosis do? Like, I'm sure it has some rules, but these are words we've never said on this show before. <laughs> it's it's a fortification. It is the Tyranid fortification. So it, it we've definitely never talked about this before. Oh no, <laughs> I. Funny story, actually. I used to run three of these uh, in eighth for a little while. I actually ran three of them. It was it was a lot of fun because they all just they are like biovorses that they spawn spores every turn for free. It's free points every turn from the biovores and the sporosis. And it's it itself is a monster. It has it has the same kind of gun profile as the tyrannocyte, so it's like fifteen shots, you know, hitting on fives, but whatever. It also it's uh, I can't remember what it's actually called, but it isn't synapse, but it becomes synapse if it's within synapse, so it spreads yeah. even further. So it's it's actually a really cool little tech piece too. People don't people underestimate it a lot of the time, and it's a pain to shoot. Like you, you you have to get rid of it, but it's almost a waste to do it. It's the same issue as the drop pod, right? 
Yeah, like, exactly. Why, why shoot it when you've got all these gribblies and all these monsters that are drawing your attention? Yeah. But if you don't, it just keeps spawning free points every turn. Well, it's about it's spawning. A- uh, we saw a Tervagon in our coverage of the Nova Open last year, or yep. sorry, last weekend, uh, where they actually had the, the Termagants, and that thing heals Termagants and also yep. spits out. So Ten more that, that are basically for free. They're not yeah. obsec though, so keep that in mind if yeah. you're out there playing against it. But you can put a lot of bodies on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going back to that, that board control mm-hmm. of really trying to hem people in and you know get, get early leads on the points or keep you from getting points while they're scoring theirs. What do you guys reckon he puts in the uh, the drop pod? I think I know, but what do you guys think goes in there? The drop pod? <sighs> He's got a Tyrannocyte. Yep. Yeah. See, I actually have to look. I'm pretty sure you can't put the sporosis in there, but I would say that. Uh, uh, uh. He'll put the harpy in the pod, boys. Yeah. You can put a harpy in a pod. You can put a harpy in a pod. Harpy pod. Why can you do this? He's probably going to do it. It's going to put the harpy in the pod. It's so infuriating. Oh, yeah. there's like, people. Ennis was doing that for uh, a while, too. It's it's a, it's a common uh, thing to do with the harpy because it's just it protects a turn one if you need to, and it still comes exactly. in turn one. Can't get alpha struck. So why yep. take two? You take two because you're likely to lose one turn one if you go second. Well, just take the pod and put it in the pod, and then you can't <laughs> lose a turn one. You know, it's the same difference. And you have a pod, which you can put other and stuff in the matchup. And would, in the matchup, you don't want it. Um, and I'm assuming it just works like the rest of them. You can choose what goes in there at the beginning of yep. the game after you see what you're you're lined up against. Yep. Exactly right. It's awesome. pretty hilarious. Um, anyway, uh, you guys want to pick a winner. I mean, it's hard to pick against Eric anytime Eric's in attendance, especially when he's like Nemesis. Well, he's only like Nemesis, Liam Hackett's at the other event we're going to talk about in a minute. So, Are you freaking kidding me? Do I even have to say it? No, I, no, I, no. Can, I can pick GSC without being sassy. Like with actually, yeah, you can, you, you I can legit say GSC are going to win this, and I can say that with confidence. You can say that without being a contrarian at all. Like you just yes, say, oh, they're exactly. probably going to win this one. They're probably going to win you, this. It's GSC. <laughs> There's four of them there, and one it. of them's Eric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. King, or I got, I got to pick Chaos Space Marines though as the faction. I think that. Uh, there, there's, you know, again, there's a lot of odds here saying that people are trying to still figure that out, and, we, and the codex has been out long enough that people may have have uh, really determined something's going to work and be counter meta. So going with Chaos Race Marines. Yep. Um, the so yeah, I if I was to crack open the Chaos Space Marines, I would hope I was seeing a godload of creations of bile. I w- that's what I would take into this meta. Creations of bile here, there, everywhere would be what I'd want to see. Um, and they want to fight. They want to tw- mix it up in close combat, which all yeah. the lists we talked about are uh, you know, either allergic to that or want to do the same thing, mm. and then they have the advantage. Spot on. Anyway, uh, moving on. What's the next one, guys? Oh, sorry. We do have two. So it's so funny. We've got two Aussie events, two big Australian events, but they couldn't be further apart. So one is in Brisbane, which is the top right of Australia. The other one is in the bottom left, all the way on the other coast. These these two events, while they're in the same country, are over 4,000 kilometers away from each other. It's I, I love kind it. of nuts. Someone called me out on the Brisbane earlier is that, you know, but we're from the South. We put a lot of vowels in things sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's going to sound a little yeah. different. Uh, the next one we're going to be t- uh, talking about, though, is in Western Australia from Perth, Western Australia. Anybody want to guess where that is? It's Australia. Well, Australia, yeah. It's this is the WATC. This is their state uh, team championship, and uh, it's usually, and yeah, twenty go. players, twenty teams, six round event. Ooh, we 
like that. So again, with 20 teams, you'll never see any more than 20 of any of these single factions here. So let's see how many we're going to show up. The Imperial, there's 12 Sisters of Battle. Again, Sisters of Battle are always just like so represented here. Eight Custodes, one Cult Mechanicus, four Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, nine Imperial Knights. Space Marines, there's one Dark Angel, one Space Wolf, five Blood Angels, one Salamander, two Black Templar, one White Scar, one Iron Hands. Chaos, there's nine Chaos Space Marines, six T-Suns, eight Death Guard, and nine Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's 11 Necrons, a single Orc, and six Tau. Wow. Hive Mind, there's nine Tyranids and a Genius to their call player. All right, all right. Eldari, there's three Drakari, four Harlequins, three Assyriani, and two Inari, which means that your faction podium is Sisters of Battle being the most represented on 12 of the 20 teams. Necrons are on 11 of the 20. Tyranids, Chaos Space Marines, Renegade Knights, and Imperial Knights all tied at nine out of the 20 teams there are kicking one of those or multiple of those. It, it's it's very possible that both neither one of these events allowed the new demons, you know, one very in, in Australia yeah. uh, and it just being the first weekend that, that people have the demon yeah. codex in their hands. So, uh, so that's why have... we don't see many in that faction. We usually have longer lead times on this submission than other nations. Like, we'll usually have it on a Friday the week before. So, we're meaning that if the demons come out on the Saturday, they're not going to make the, the week before. They're not going to make the cut. So, mm-hmm. don't expect the demons to be in full force until next week. I know a lot of European events are of the same kind of ilk. Even some European events don't let the book in until the, it's had the, the GWFAQ. So. I'm a huge proponent of let that book fly as soon as possible. It, once it's in players' hands, yeah. and yeah. I mean, maybe not the, the Saturday of, you know, but yeah, the next yeah, yeah. weekend, let it let it fly. Uh, I because mean, Voltan's all over YouTube now, right? Why don't we just have that as events now? Well, people are going to be chomping at the bit, you know, to get to play with the new stuff. It's, I, what we've seen, like, time and time again across all regions is that folks don't necessarily want to look back. You know, they, mm-hmm. they want to, as soon as they have the opportunity to buy that book, uh, they want to be playing with it. And, you know, but you certainly can respect the weekend of is probably not mm. the best time uh, to do it. That's so, a little yeah. Hard, yeah. Unfortunate scheduling there. But the next weekend, I think it's anybody's game. Of course, also, you know, a huge uh, pro- uh, proponent of the Turner organizers creating whatever they want in their environment. Mm. Oh, I'm of course. I, I agree with you, Paul, though. It is, it is 100%. I always prefer to play with the newest stuff because I don't I don't like going to a tournament knowing that oh, what I'm playing is not the newest exactly. stuff. Or even when I'm playing against, too. Like actually, shout out to Sky and the Berry Bash. The first Berry Bash I ever went to was the one that they released Gene Sealer Cults, the ni- they were the eighth edition codex on the weekend of Berry Bash. But because it was leaked, he let people play it, and I got to play it. Oh wow! And one best wow. of luck. Yeah. Nice, oh, go. good for awesome. you. Uh, but next week, you know, it's uh, I, we're, I, we can probably expect to see a difference in the number of demons that we have 100%. in in the roster well, here. So, be curious to see if that if that prediction is true. Check out the super faction stats for this one. Um, space Marines are down here. 12 Space Marines in totality out of, well, 12, essentially 12 teams are taking Space Marines, which isn't more than Sisters of Battle. It is. It wouldn't have put them in first place, which usually is what we see, is that the overall, the Space Marine, you know, air quotes, super faction is number one on most team event podiums. It is not for this one. In addition, the overall chaos super faction is nipping at the heels of the Imperium. And when demons get injected into that as well, I would not be surprised if chaos becomes the dominant super faction, at least numbers-wise, in the meta for the next couple of months. We'll see what Votan does to that because I think they're a bit rough. <laughs> but uh, I think this is an issue that if you had a sister's army full of advantage, you, you'd probably put it on your team. That's yeah. Well, those, those are all bloody be- rows. That's 12 Mormon Vols. You know, hmm. that's, that's probably 12 Celestines. That, you know, Question started. for you guys, yeah. though. Votan goes into Xenos super faction, doesn't it? Yeah? Uh, we got to see the lore. I guess we got to see the lore. 
Yeah. So but, once yeah, once we, we get once we get some uh, information on that, we'll see. That's we'll see where it goes. Up, man, that's messed hmm. up. Very interesting to see where they where they slot in. I do not feel just... comfortable with them there in Xenos. I do not feel comfortable <laughs> with that. <laughs> we'll just have like an abhuman Imperium super faction with Otan in it. Like, oh god! <laughs> we got to deal with the with and... the present though. So we got to yeah. look at what these teams <laughs> right. we got right here in front of us. So uh, actually, so, you know, what you mentioned, there are some absolutely just uh, stellar players at this event as well. Yes, there are. So we got. I got pulled out two of the what I consider to be the top teams in attendance. There are like literally like about. I think when I was looking down, there's probably about six to seven teams that I think could legitimately win this event. But I pulled out two of the ones that I think are very likely to hit a podium. Um, we've got the Juggernauts A team. Uh, they've got Renegade Knights with a is house. That's the name of the team. That is it. Yeah, the jug- Juggernauts nice. the A team. Um, they've got Juggernauts, the B team, I think. And then they've got the Juggernauts plus the normal blokes uh, playing in the team. That was another very strong team, which I almost did the stats for. But I like, ah, one of them is called the A team. I'm doing that one. Um, they have Renegade Knights, which is House Herpetrax with two big and eight small. Um, when we have Thousand Suns, which is Duplicity, which is 10 Scarab Occults. Drakari, which is a Prophet's Prophet Strife Triple Patrol with mass MSU racks and melee. It's kind of a, well, a control of the board and... and a counter assault. Um, ne- yeah. yeah, who would have thought? Um, Necrons, expansions, and conquerors. Two doom size, and then what you'd expect. A little, he- little heavier on the MSU side of things. And then Yunari, which is a very heavy psychic Yunari list. Um, mm. Shadowseer, Yinkan, Double Farsia, and then two. Trying to dish out those mortal wounds, probably. It's- I'd probably imagine there's some bombers in there too. Is well, I don't think there's bombers in that one. I think it was all foot because I think they wanted to be a little bit more defensive in the bearings okay. but two big troop bombs like two big harlequin troop bombs to get souped up with all the juice um and then sisters bloody rose good stuff that is the six pack uh for this event and six i think six lists is the point where well i think five four lists pairings don't matter that much it's more just like guess who is their first put up and just rotate around that five becomes pretty crunchy and six the the, the pairings become really technical at six seven and eight uh, eight being like absolutely ridiculous what do you guys make of this so we've got renegade knights t-suns drakari necrons unari and sisters what do we make of that six pack it's pretty standard i think the drakari one is a uh, is a bit more surprising to see well, really? Because I was thinking Thousand Suns and Yunari are the are the are the standouts here. Are the kind of the meta choices. Yunari, I I kind of see that as in the same sense as the tiered psychic build. So to me, that's not as surprising. It's it's a little surprising to have the Yunari, although Yunari makes sense. Like when you think about it, they're supposed to be a psychic, like the psychic powerhouse, right? So mm. it makes it because we we've seen the the tiered the tiered psychic build, and I really like that. So to me, that makes sense, but. I get that it is definitely abnormal to what you normally see. <laughs> so one thing I will say about the Yunari in this one, because I do think Yunari, and, and like you both said, you both mentioned Yunari being a standout difference. Then you mentioned the Drakari and the T-Sons. Um, the Yunari in this configuration, I see acting a lot like a second sisters list. Um, when you have people who've got a good matchup for um, sisters, Yunari is the same, same, but it's a little bit different enough to mess with what you expect. Whereas if people will be taking things like Creation to Bile, Empress Cho- Children, wanting to get that matchup into sisters, that matchup into Yunari is extremely different. Um, and I'll, I'll even point out in, in the next one, we have a, a Creation to Bile heavy MSU melee build. The Yunari like, actually go toe-to-toe with that. They trade, but they trade and trade and trade. And with the fights first, they can get around a lot of the fights last, etc. Um, that you may have. And then 
oh, you've got a big brick of Terminators. Well, I'm just going to numb that away with mortals over one or two turns, and then it's not a problem. Uh, whereas the sisters really can't do that. So I do love their inclusion in this list. And I think with a confident player, Yanari becomes a real headache for a lot of people. And it's interesting that they've got super fast MSU trading with Drakari, super fast MSU fights first with Yanari, reliable trading, merely trading with sisters, and then like the, the, the stalwart hold, hold your back up, T-Suns, and then you've got your two kind of um, swing and the hills get the big scores necrons and renegades build i think this is a nice six pack um was anything i said there uh, incorrect or stood out to you guys uh, no, I, I, I i agree with with the fact that, the, that they can counteract a lot of the rules they might see there mm. i think it it really is a counter choice i mean not everybody's running unari it just mm. isn't and then it's even kind of harder to find a uh you know, like what the right stuff to take is I, i've seen unari taken uh, but it seems to kind of swerve and miss the mark. This sounds like a different build, which might slot right into what you're going to see and what we've, we've already ana- kind of uh, brought about as the analysis of what the mm. Australian meta is. Dustin, what are your thoughts? I I actually, especially after you say that too, the more I think about it, the more I really like a mortal wound or psychic build on a team. Because it does mm. kind of feel like a second sister's list, like you were saying. I actually, I see that. I like that a lot the more I think about it. Because Immortal Wounds is actually something that, mass Immortal Wounds too, is something that some armies that are normally really oppressive can't handle. Yeah. Well, so you've got like essentially four, possibly even a pseudo five smites adding executioner, adding in the the um, the revenant discipline stuff, and then you got all the models that come off the troop bombs that can yeah. proc two different strats for models as well. Exactly. Um, so you can actually lay down like possibly up to twenty ish, give or take a turn, um, depending on how many CP you're willing to sling, which can just flip a game. But anyway. Great team to watch if you're following on um, or any of the boys watching here. Good luck to you. Um, some close mates of mine in that team. Next one we're going to talk about is just roll sixes. Uh, great, great team name. You know, aim, aim, aim high. Let's hit the morale phase. We did have a great question in the chat about uh, what is MSU, and that is mul- it's multiple small units. That is taking an army made up of a lot of small to medium-sized units. You'll see that a lot of times in Drakari or potentially in Eldari builds to where mm. you know they've got uh, you know a bunch of five uh, unit or five you know model squads running around doing things, and they and typically a lot of trading pieces. Or you'll mm-hmm. see it in something like Adeptus Oratos where they have you know five to eight to ten. Uh, model squads that are still multiple small units because it's mm. pretty efficient on the points for for what you get in a, in a list so great question and the chat also came in to help them out and answer that while we were talking about the list which which is awesome that's part of the live chat community that we have if you haven't made it in to watch us live at one point in time over the course of us doing this you probably should, could could should come check it out because it's awesome should do it. Very well said, Paul. Um, jumping into the next one, just roll sixes. Chaos Space Marines, creations of bile, heavy MSU melee, as you'd expect. Uh, Necrons, expansions, conquerors, just good stuff. Uh, Imperial Knights, free blade lance, one big, ten small. I know that big one isn't errant, so it's advancing and charging. Um, Drukari, Blackheart, Blackheart, Strife, once again, just good stuff. A little bit more shooting. I th- think, it's, if I remember right, there's a couple of ravages in this one. Um, then Astra freaking Militarum, boys. <laughs> Spotted detail and gunner expert the list is just oops all the lehman russes it's like nine it's nine lehman russes um, wow. which are all upset because it's in a it's in a spearhead so there's nine like lehman russes i like that a lot um and then leviathan good stuff and that, that's that's it so we've got the the brick lists in the Astra Militarum and the uh, leviathans who are just going to hang out play the primary try and blast you 
You've got the the knights, which is it's it's very well scoring, but it's more of a aggressive lean on the knights list. Necron's just there to score and do what they do. Jakari, they're just to score and do what they do. And Chaos Space Marines, Crazy and Wild, to just go out and be oppressive on the midboard. Um, Dustin, do you first? What what do you reckon this six pack? I really like those Lehman Russes. <laughs> Me too. I actually really like them in this, in this lineup. Dude, it's really cool. Two up save with armor contempt? Yeah. T8? That's scary, Obsec. man. An offset. You, you have to remove them. <laughs> like you talk, we were just talking about like things that need the Mortal Woos to get rid of them. That This is one that needs Mortal Woos to get rid of because that is a pain in the butt to well, ship that. And you yeah. have to. Well, two things. Don't let them, don't play into stuff that'll tap immediately. And uh, don't play yeah. into freaking like hammerheads, essentially. Apart from that, you're good. You're just <laughs> good. Good to go and send it. And you get some cho- choice yeah. in that. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, sometimes you might get backed into something you don't like, but you, you do have a lot of agency in, in what you play against. Perfect. In team formats. Perfectly said, Paul, because at six in, in a four-player format, no. In a five-player format, probably not. Six players, when you can really protect that list, that thing is brutality incarnate versus some armies. <laughs> so I'm here for it. I, I, I really like it that it's in this pack. Um, the other ones that, that shone out to me, I think, I think anybody who's not running stuff like Creations of Bile, if you're not running... I think, I think Chaos Space Marines in teams is phenomenal be that pick your flavor of of of, of i don't think i don't think so much for um black legion but creations of bile empress empress children iron warriors mwah, cherry cherry like mwah, they're just beautiful in teams just a little bit of avoiding some of the dumber matchups and they are phenomenally powerful yeah i agree um, there because that's an anti that's an anti Necron list. I don't know if you guys see, but that's an anti Necron list. That's like I'm going to get the objectives. You've got to get me off the objective to do all your get a hundred. You're points fast stuff. moving too, and you're fast moving and tough. Exactly, and a lot of people aren't taking the Necron shooting, um, which I think that every, I think as soon as as soon as Liam Hackett did what he did at WTC, everyone should have six destroyers, regular destroyers in their list with the Silent King, because they kill everything, boys. They yeah, kill everything. people respect the the shooting a little bit, and, and that's yeah. what we actually saw this weekend in Nova with uh, with Jack is that uh, he had no Satan, but a bunch more of just point scoring units with the destroyer yeah. threat to shoot, mm-hmm. and and that's where what is now evolved. I mean, look, this is a cycle. This is an ecosystem mm-hmm. of things. And so, you know, what you see should be changing a little bit from week to week and the, and the players are going to respond to it. And, you know, you might be able to, as long as you can anticipate by watching shows like this or listening to other podcasts and that kind of stuff, you know, you can see where things are going and then figure out what units to sprinkle in that give you the advantage. And some of these players have have really figured that out. Spot on. And perfectly well said with the Necrons as well, pointing at what Jack did. Um, I think uh, for Necron players out there, I think Katana has just been shown to be too slow um, in what they do, in the damage that they deal and the points that they gain you. It's just too slow, unfortunately, especially in the mirror match. If you've got two Katana, the other guy doesn't, that guy's going to win because he's just got more points scoring ability. Uh, and it's, it's just an unfortunate reality. I know that we only called out a couple of teams in this, so it'd be very difficult to pick a a winner for this. But let me let me pose a different question here for this one. We're going to mix Ooh, it up slightly. Okay. What faction will score the highest battle points? Ooh, I like that. Because there's a lot in the way. The reason that's a real question is because um, you, you you match up against different teams. And some teams are going to be on the kind of the losing record, but they might have some all-star players or some great, you yeah. know, great at pairings. So we they're going to they potentially be just, you know, swinging for the fences, shooting it out of the park. 
it's always it's an age-old thing with teams events that you'll have a, a, a like a, a middling team but then a superstar like came first player and we all we all meme them out saying they're a flat track bully i don't know if you guys use that term or uh say they just they just paired themselves into easy street lived on easy street all event um the Chaos Space Marine player that we pointed out with the creations of Bile, his name's Adam Napier. I think he's number one in Australia right now in the ITC. Um, he's going to be up there. He's going to be my pick. Um, and, of course, that's with insider knowledge. Okay. Chaos Space Marine's going to be highest battle point scoring. Dustin, what do you yep. think? I would have to stick with the ones that I know score a lot on, in team events, and that'll be Necrons. You can't go wrong with Necrons. Chad also grieves Necrons. But I'm, I'm going to say Adeptosaurus are going to take it. Mm. Uh, for, not a bad pick either. For so, the top. Yep, it's very strong. A couple Another. of the WTC coaches are in attendance at this one, and Liam Hackett is on Necrons at this event as well. Oh, there we go, bam! Uh, so Necron's Liam will actually get all the points on his own. Like, yeah, like the other guys a bonus. Yeah, We're a couple gonna... of WTC coaches, one of them playing sisters, he's going to do really well as well. We'll take a quick break for uh, for our, a word from our sponsors, then we'll come back and do one more event, and then we got that palate cleansing set, that special segment, the Fuego Rapido at the end. You don't want to miss it. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back. Thanks for everybody for checking that out. Make sure you check out the Frontline Gaming website if you haven't already. Also, check out the other shows on this network. If you found us, you can find them as well. And there is some awesome stuff by some awesome people all around you. Highly encourage you to check it out. Next event we're going to be talking about is the Smite Club, Phoenix, Arizona. That is in the USA, if you needed to know that. 72 players, five-round event. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, Paul. Nailed it. Just I looked up. <laughs> so good. So good. Anyway, um, <laughs> what are we saying to this one? <laughs> the quick attorney stats here for Imperial Letters. Three Sisters of Battle, four Custodes, two Admech, one Astro Militarum, two Grey Knights, two Imperial Knights, Space Marines, there's one Dark Angel, four Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, one Salamander, one Black Templar, Chaos, there's four Chaos Space Marines, two T-Suns, two Death Guard, four Renegade Knights, Xenos, there's eight Necrons, five Orcs, five Tau, Hive mind, one legitimate forces of the hive mind, four tyrannids, and three Gs to their call. What is going on this week? This is awesome. They're just coming out. We've been lying in wait. What's going weekend. on? I mean, really? Like, weekend. I mean, you know, you've been working on some stuff too. Is it? Is it just the time to strike? 
it's coming. It's coming. We're we're all we're all combining our uh, our hive mind knowledge, and it's just uh, it, the time's coming. You, you guys wait. You guys wait. Let's wait. Eldari, there's one Drakari, four Harlequins, three Assyriani, and two Inari, which means the faction podium. It's Necrons topping it off at eight. Orcs and Tau tied for second with five. And then Chaos Space Marines, Renegade Knights, Harleys, Tyranids, Blood Angels, Custodes, all tied in third. What a beautiful spread. That is well done, spread. Arizona. It's a beautiful spread. That is a um, spread. Yeah, really good. Uh, the, that the is two- pretty cool. We, and we've seen you know recently to like to the top list in tournaments. Uh, have been very diverse. Like mm-hmm. when you're cutting into those fifth and sixth rounds of, of events, lots of of different army lists or factions up there represented. I'd like to cast our minds to the super faction stats for a minute. Um, uh, one of the biggest reasons I pulled these out is so we could start really looking and really nutting down on who plays what in what regions. So this is a snapshot into Arizona where Astartes, Space Marines, are the equal lowest super faction in attendance. So the ass has well and truly fallen out of the, the Emperor's finest right here. But Xenos is the most uh, with with 18. Imperium, Imperium on, on 14 and Chaos on 12. So Chaos not as high here, but Xenos massively represented um do you guys make anything of that or any any knowledge of why arizona might be this way paul it's apparently in the u.s so maybe you have a better idea apparently apparently it's in the u.s look they just <laughs> well, i've heard i, I will say yeah. that, that that these these factions the xenos factions typically have a little bit more like front-end lethality built into them uh and and i think this whole trying to not trade and simply take mm. Uh, maybe where the the style is going here, and that's probably what they're thinking is like, how do I get out there, remove my opponent's power pieces, and then you know basically rack up the points is what they're trying to do with all these lists. I was going to make a quip like, as as, as somebody who lives in a wasteland, and I hear Arizona <laughs> can be quite dry. Uh, maybe they just grew up all playing Gorkamorka, and they look at the back and be like, yeah, I'd run Orcs here, and so they play Orcs in Arizona. <laughs> As simple as that. Anyway, top players in the turn. Let's hit it. Uh, the first up, I actually just have to let Dustin do this one. This is Joel Wilson. He's ranked 10th in the USA. He's playing the the forces of the hive mind. That one legitimate force of the hive mind player. Hero. When I, usually, when I see people, need. when I see people who list their faction as forces of the hive mind, I don't believe them. I go, I click on their name <laughs> and I say, "You are just GSC," and then you enter the. Yeah, GSC you think they just got or, just a couple of. Like they, I want, to, I just yeah. want the harpy or whatever. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, or oh, it's a flyer in with GSA. Um, but this is legitimate. Hit it, take it away, Dustin. So it is a behemoth patrol with a twisted helix battalion. So the patrol of behemoth is a neuranthrope, a flyerant, ten gargoyles, six tyrant guard, and a malice scepter. So we're going for a lot of psychic power there. Battalion magus patriarch. So even more psychic power with five five. Five, 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 ten acolytes, ten neophytes, three by ten pier strings because you're going to twist the helix. Of course you are. Two by three jackals. It's probably two by four. You just probably missed the sergeant because it's minimum of four. Fair. That. Hundred percent. That is what happened. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. You got me. But. Uh, th- this is the style of list that you're kind of looking for if you're going to be going force of the high mind because you lose crossfire, and the cult that doesn't care is twisted helix because. You just bring your close combat gene stealers and they get all the benefits they need. Everything. They don't care about crossfire. Done. This list has a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah. It does have a lot of stuff. The um, Ocklets, I'm sure, have four drills. The 10-man, I mean. Yep. Yeah, the 10-man yep. is, is beefed out. I wanted to ask you a question about why Behemoth for the Tyranid portion. Because you don't get the... Uh, like uh, the, the, the word is slipping my mind right now. The cult trait <laughs> see i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm g circle the, the cult trait <laughs> mm-hmm. 
the Pro- production imperatives. just said Walker in my head, and I'm triggered, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just give me a second. <laughs> oh, no, that is so, not what it is. <laughs> so there is a there is a little play for Behemoth that maybe people don't know, and it, it six ty- they can make six Tyrant Guard absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well. Their strat is amazing, and their psychic power is also amazing for close combat. You don't need you don't need the benefits for that to get uh, the bonuses. The, the, I think it's the psychic power that's plus one to wound, mm-hmm. and then the strats fight in death. Yeah, exactly right. So this right. is they're, they're they're like a mini Death Star. They're they're yeah. the thing that's built to go toe to toe with like your CSM Terminators, your Scarab Colts, um, and he's gonna he's gonna have a Maliceptor essentially just sitting behind this thing, working way up the board. Yeah. Yeah, the Maliceptor is it's still the Psychic Bomb. So he's got a Neurothrip, a Flyrant, a Maliceptor, a Magus, and a Patriarch. I don't think people realize how much Psychic damage that can actually output. That's a lot. It could do a lot of... This is another Mortal Wound build. Plus, you have 30 Gene Stealers with 10 Oclids, likely the Drills, that are just massive melee threats. Jackals, because you have some more control, grab some they're objectives. The, they're like, they're points efficient as hell. Very, they're so, I, I like this. I mean, the top list that you're going to see just had like a four up deny, one four up deny. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it gets them through a lot of scraps because most people mm. aren't running the, yeah. the multi-psychic list. Thousand Suns, you know, what are there one, two players out there that are actually making an impact with Thousand Suns and they're, they're doing really well with them. Um, but it seems, it, it seems to be kind of streaky and, you know, really only, I want to say sufficient or powerful in the hands of, of, of like some of the higher skilled players. Yeah, um, absolutely. That, that doesn't mean things won't change. Uh, but that's what it's, it's probably the fact that they're kind of rare. Mm-hmm. And so they don't make it, you know, into the, into the top built cuts that often. But so the rest of the list, again, relying on like one four up. And so if you can overwhelm that mm. effectively, you know, you're probably in a good spot. Yeah, well, this is the kind. If, if if you're if you're looking for like a core of forces of the high mind right now, it's in his. It's in this list. There's a couple of things that are just like his his uh, his little spice that he likes to them, but the core of a force of the high mind list is in this list. I will tell you that right now. Beautiful. All right, moving on, gents. We have Mr. Don Houston, the Master Donus himself. Uh, of course, he's playing his beloved Death Guard. Although I've seen him playing around with some demons, so maybe we'll see that spread of the sickness in that direction. Um, he's playing the Inexorable. He's got a single battalion detachment. Lord of Virulence, two malignant plague casters, five units of ten plague marines, so straight up fifty of them, and then one unit of five, three Death Shroud, a Tallyman, and three Rhinos. That is it. Uh, like it. I can't find a single uh, bad thing to say about this other than the fact Either. that, you know, where, where, where are my uh, flesh mowers? I feel yes. like it's missing yes. five plague greens. Yeah, the, the round six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that one five man's giving me an eye to it. I don't know. Yeah. I know why you would take the, the death route. You know, there's you got some obvious advantages, uh, but, you know, everything else is just basically annoying. Because it's going to be so incredibly difficult to shift, depending especially on the terrain layout. Like if this mm-hmm. has any kind of like staging ground in the in the center of the the field, like if they were using the uh, U.S. Open series terrain, the Games Workshop layout, this list might go all the way. Honestly, wow. this list is kind of savage. Uh, yep. Fifty play Marines is just. Often, it's just too much. It's just too much of people to handle. I, I know a lot of the melee trading lists out there, like the, the Sisters and the Necrons and stuff. They're very busy. They start cringing at 40, and then at 55 with Don's list, they're like, I think I'm boned if I go second, because he just like moves and advances yeah, a lot. moves of the board. Then, yeah. Cool. 
Yeah. yeah and cool. you got all those weapons. There's a heck of a lot of firepower in that in that army. So it's it's yeah. kind of just all blended around in there. There's and it does just crazy damage in combat. So it has an effective because of the the stuff the grenade launchers the or the you know this plague, plague spitters plague. or yeah, whatever yeah. uh you get there. And so it can shoot, it can do something. Uh and then if it can launch the assault in turn two. You're gonna basically pick up every every time this unit touches a squad, it's gonna pick them up. Mm. And you've got the. I was actually just looking up. I can't remember what the exonerable does. Uh, if if somebody in chat can tell me what the exonerable does, or any you know, on the panel, chat would be amazing. 100%. Uh, yeah. But I, the the fact that you know there is a fights last in there, a fights last aura, uh, which is going to you know make you get mm. extreme mileage out of this army. So because yeah. you're gonna be attacking into large units. I think the Feist Last is in the Tallyman, is, is in the Ferryman um, sub-faction, which but, you don't take because he's doing the Rhino build. Um, because he's not moving as a clump, he's going to like, Rhino, 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 and here's my 25 guys, couple of characters. Um, but 100%, like, they still got the Feist Last, yeah? It's still a thing. It's still a thing you got to worry about. So, spot on. Uh, yeah, I like this list a lot. And has anybody in the chat told us what's up? I haven't got it open because it was lagging me. No, it doesn't look like it yet. Nurgle Matthews right. in the chat. Come on. You got this, man. I know you know this. I know you. Yeah. Do. What is? It? Why is he taking that? Yeah, I would have just thought you take the. What's taking you right? so long? <laughs> anyway, uh, moving down. Last I'm checking one. now. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Pause all over it. Uh, the last one is Austin Martin. He's the actual Empress Champion. Legitimately, the actual one. I don't know if you guys knew, or if he, even he knew, but we've just chosen him as. Um, his, this is the vision. The Thursday show this week is the vision of the Emperor telling you the you are the Empress Champion, and he is playing. Black Town Plaza, of course. He's got a single battalion detachment, Helbrecht, Bromaldus, and the freaking Empress Champion. Uh, three units of ten Primaris Crusaders, and I can tell you these guys have all the trimmings. They've got a couple of the the the, the spicy uh, flamers in there, a couple of power fists, which are all free. Uh, ten Primaris Sword Brethren, who also have a couple of, I believe, a couple of Thunderhammers and some bits and bobs. Uh, a Judicia, two Storm Speeder Hammer Strikes, two units of three Eliminators, and two Impulses. It's it's a ter- it's a tr- I'm just going to say it right now. If there is a theme for this week's show, it's been that everybody's taking transports again. It's the transport meta. Transports we had is back. It's finally we, we had, called it eight months ago, and it's finally coming right, back. It's finally yeah. We're never wrong. We're just just eight months never ahead. Never wrong. Uh, it was late. We had we had devilfish and freaking tyrannocytes and rock grinders in Australia. We had a bunch of I think it's a bunch of venoms and all the transports at the other Australian event. This one we have had rhinos. We have impulses. Uh, it's crazy that we have just transports just becoming an archetype almost. Um, uh, to, I'm here to for call it. just for a second ago. You're exactly right about the uh, the tallyman and the the Faisalis is not in there. That's that's on the other the other character what's in there and the Nurgle helps south is the minus two to charge strat. Uh, and for in the exonerable, which is pretty cool. I like that. And, and then their contagion range uh, improved the armor penetration characteristic of the of attacks by one. So, you know, kind of yeah. dictating the, the the when you hit, you hit hard. You're 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 setting the pace of the combat of the combats potentially. So good times. Sorry, jumping back to this. Ah, to- uh, totally good. I, I like that a lot. Um, what's going to happen here with this list? Is going to divvy up the primaries. Uh, um, sword brethren and then each one of them is going to go in an impulsor supported by a judicia or an empress champ then he's going to have 30 primaries crusaders working off the board 
the Eliminators on the flanks getting objectives, and the Storm Speeders uh, doing some harassment work. I love everything about this list, except I'm not I'm not huge on the Hammer Strikes. I'm much rather the Thunder Strikes personally. Uh, but I think he's just I, I, if I remember right, I think the Impulses even have um, Pintle mounted multi melters on them, which is a thing that um, Black Templars get to do. So he's just going for the multi melter spec um, as his uh, removal. Oh, watch it. Not only is he transported up, he's anti transports and other people's. That's right. That's right. Oh. I actually. I love this list. I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's good. But as a somebody who plays Templars from time to time, I really like to look at this list. I think it's a lot of fun. For for a second there, when you were saying I love everything about this list, but I for some reason I thought you were gonna say you didn't like Grimaldus, and I was gonna reach for the screen and slap you. No, I don't know why I was thinking that because I loved it. The it is is this a, is this a full Primaris? Only Primaris. Oh my god, hundred percent Primaris. <laughs> it is too. Yeah, Gr- Grimaldus is not even in the top three chaplains. <laughs> Slap Whoa! <in>. Shots <laughs> fired! Shots fired! Uh, I do, I do love Grimaldus. I love Grimaldus. I love Helbrecht. Um, Helbrecht. If, if you're taking Black Templars, you're taking like, yeah. That is not a all discussion. This, all those characters are mad. It's actually, it's actually, uh, this, this is gonna hurt me and hurt my soul. The Empress Champion ain't that great. Comparatively, or just in general? Comparatively, like okay. compared Comparatively. to other. Compared to other similarly priced melee characters, he's actually not amazing. Um, do, do you think just something else, like, would, instead of another, not even another HQ, do you think just something else works better in, in the list? Do you, or do you think he's got the Emperor's Champ because it just slots right into the Impulsors Because he is the Emperor's Champ, baby. He's just, yeah. he's just like, no, well, I Champ's am. No, a great so looking model. And, and also, yeah. you know, you we have not seen this Impulsor build you know, with this. And so that automatically, you know, it, it holds six mm. primaris. And so typically, you know, five from a squad. So yeah. you, you'd have them there and then are, are just the characters. You have one impulsor running around with a bunch of characters inside. I was actually, I actually need to look it up whether you can put Helbrecht inside an impulsor. He is primaris, but he's infantry, but he's on a giant base. I don't know if there's any rules that say he can't go in there. Because if he can Unless go in there. he has Gravis armor. The only thing that would prevent him from going in there is Gravis armor as far as No, he doesn't. Yeah, Listen, if Wraith Knights can go into Wave Serpents right now, you don't need to worry about Helbrecht <laughs> not going <laughs> in an impulsor. That's right. Well, if he can, that's actually pretty baller. That's actually quite baller. Um, in this in this configuration, I would actually change the Emperor's Champ out for another Judicia. I'd take two, two Judicias and then just have double fights last. Just goodness. yeah, to get because you, you still got a kind of a potent weapon that you're swinging. But yeah. At the same time, you also have that fights last roll. It's the same. It's the same problem twice. And then you take the super sword. Um, or so you mastercraft one of the judicious sword, so he's three damage juiciness, and then give the other one maybe the six up heroic intervention. So the six inch heroic intervention, and then you've got two potent. One of them is a baby empress champion already by dint of being extra slappy, and he gives fight last in addition, and the other one becomes the really juicy fight last activator. Uh, what I would love to see if you do, if you if you were to do that, then you take the ten point upgrade on one of your sergeants to have the holy hand grenade for fight last as well, and you just become an oppressive fight last list. Oh, and it's all and that's really kind of what you. I mean, seriously, if if I had like an effective thing in a Blood Angel army that moved at the same speed as the rest of the stuff that I'm acting with, I'd probably, I'd I'd move Heaven and Earth to get a couple fights last in there. Well, that's pretty much what holds the Black Templars back. All their rules are good, their their faction traits good, especially the the Mortal Wound 5-up is actually only getting better and better over time, as we've seen more and more being added in. Um, Their relics are phenomenal, their wall traits are eh, but their strats are good, the strats are solid, they're just not fast enough. Um, They just need to be faster. And so I love the impulses getting chucked in here to plug that gap, to just be like, well, now we're fast. So we can hang, and you got to respect it. Um, so I'm a big fan. I love it. I love this list. I'm not sure how good it is, but I love it. And it's actually something I might play in the future because I think it's a lot of fun. 
There we go. We're at the point now where we call a faction or a player going to win this event. Uh, I mean, Dustin's already just stamped it. Ubiquitous, a force, a forces win. So, if if Dustin is correct, forces the hive mind and Gene Steeler cult will take out the two biggest singles events of the weekend. Um, if I'm right, the world is about to end at the LVO guys. I'd like to point out that the show is always right. So of course Dustin is right. right. That's correct. He can't be wrong by default. Yeah, but um, I'm also going to say the Death Guard are winning that event. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. But Death Guard are going to win. I'm, 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 I'm doing the Black Templars. He's not going to win. I don't care. Hands of Destiny, Empress Champion, smash some skulls, get some scalps. Do it. There you go. Uh, it works for me. So now we're at the part of the show. This is a segment we call the Fuego Rapido. This is after something we wrap up with. It rarely has anything to do with Warhammer 40,000, but we invite production on uh, to talk about this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay consistent. We're never yeah, wrong. Never. It rarely has something to do with Warhammer 40,000. But this is at the end of the show, a way to decompress. We were just talking about tournament stats, victories, stratagems, you know, army list, everything. And now we're gonna kind of unwind a little bit with this segment we call the Fuego Repeat, where we give ourselves two minutes to run down a series of topics. Once the clock is over, we stop talking about it and move on to the next one. Never, ever in a million years to repeat again. Most of the time, we don't. Yeah. Given the hottest until, until next of time. hot takes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what series has the best uh, uh, orcs? So I, you can spell it O-R-K or O-R-C. You choose. Uh, the original Lord of the Rings animated, like the Bashki, I think Whoa. it was. Oh, wow. Has the That's best orcs because they have a banging, just a banging theme so- song. Oh. <laughs> Damn. You wanna, do you wow. want to hit us with that theme song, Paul? Or? Where there's a, I don't know. We might get copyright infringement. That's true. I don't want to get flagged. Get he, 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 you, have to, you have to be close enough. Yeah, his his voice be would be too, too close to the original is what he's saying. Oh, it would be right. too perfect a rendition. We'd yeah, get demonetized. Okay. Huh. There's actually two uh, great songs. One's a dwarf song and uh, one's the... <laughs> uh, but I wanted to... Uh, okay. Anyway. Right, I'm trying it. to... I'm trying to think. I've got a lot of contenders knocking around in my head. Yeah. Um, I actually don't hate the Warcraft depiction. See, that's like, what I'm in, thinking too. Yeah, like as in the the original Warcraft, um, where they're like the marauding greenskins, um, mm-hmm. which of course they ripped off from fantasy. Like, I've got a story for you. You know, like those are. Yeah, it's, they ripped yeah. it off, but they they extrapolated, built it upon it with all the the demon demon influence and all that stuff, changing it from actually being red orcs to green orcs and all that stuff so i actually don't mind that that depiction that storyline um although it has gone straight off the deep end recently but uh, like original warcraft one warcraft two i'll go with that just because everyone thinks i'm gonna say lord of the rings see i was actually leaning towards that too i, I actually like the orcs or, or like you said where they started i know they're ripped mm-hmm. off from something else but i like where they went from it and then i i hated where they went from it from there mm-hmm. but if you want some like the orcs that I really like the depiction of, there's a couple of them in this series. I don't know if anybody in the chat has seen this. Since I have eight seconds left, I will just leave it at that. Oh. Lotus Wars. Wow, I, I like that's that not- too. I, I that's actually used to be my go-to's for Why, whenever what? I was not at school. This oh one's, yeah, this one's hotly contested here. The next question: Wa or nah at tournaments? <laughs> you gotta let it out if it's in you go for it but like but like don't make me do it if i'm not feeling it <laughs> that's i think that's fair like you don't wait people make you do it 
there's all you know you know there's like why they keep going you're like like wow right yeah I, well i i do so i do judge when i play orc players and i say you're gonna call the war they say yeah i'll call the war and then I, I wait expectantly like let's see what you got big boy and they don't do it i'm like nah disgraced <laughs> i'm all about it like if you got it just yeah. let it out uh, See, I've actually won a WA contest before at a games day. Nice, nice. <laughs> that's, oh, that's I can awesome. believe it. Huh. Uh, I th- I'm, you, I'm you all for the WA. You that theme song for us. <laughs> you you call I'm, for the what? I'm all, all for, for the, the WA, WA, by the way. Oh, all for okay. it. Bring it on. If if it's so, in, if it's in you and you play orcs and you wanna you wanna go for it, all the power to you. Unleash. See, I only I only like the WA under one condition, and it has happened at several events. And when it happens, it is. I don't know why I like it, but I love it when this happens. Is when one person was, and then all the other orc players in the venue start wawing after it, that. I love that. That's that's how you wog because you're actually like calling the wave. All, all exactly. You're actually calling all the orcs together. That's I'll how you wave. do it. Well, so well, if you wog, every other orc player in that venue better wog with you. Well, just based on their lore and their fluff, that he's gonna make that guy's gonna make more charges now. If if yeah. more orcs uptake the uptake the flow, uptake the war. Yeah. Here's something here. So, I mean, are you pronouncing the G in that, or is the G more of an it's of an exaggerated lost H? In the translation, because people like wow. it, it goes on that's, so long. You that's what that. the chat needs to tell us. Wag, 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 wago. Would orcs prefer prefer burgers or tacos? Right. My first reaction is there are sl- they love sloppy joes. I don't know why. I'm just throwing that out. I've never eaten a sloppy joe. I've only seen them from afar. Oh, they man. Don't look- we got some we got some work to do. <laughs> they don't look that appealing. Uh, but I'm just calling wagyu. it sloppy oh, joe. So person, burgers. That person said okay. wagyu. It made sense. Down there, Ugh. you might actually call it a loose meat sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why would you make it like that? Why would you make it so that you're just like, oh, geez. Oh, it's down my wrist. It's, my man. it's, it's up my elbow. Look. We got places to go. <laughs> we do. I mean, it's, it's it is known. Okay. Okay. What about you, Paul? I think I know the answer for you, but I I, I think that uh, a taco is too sophisticated for an orc. Oh, jeez. Oh. Okay. Wow. You just you just high and mighty with those tacos, aren't you? <laughs> I think yeah, a certain amount of f- finesse has to be involved. Uh, that uh, that I'm going with burgers. See. Okay. Yeah, I disagree. I actually think they they would be tacos because they love the crunchy bits. They feel like they're crushing mm. something every single time they eat uh, one. And you can legitimately wrap anything in a tortilla. They almost right. that too. If you want to do that too, I mean hard they, tacos. How do they make they tortillas? Love that. How do, how would an orc make a tortilla with uh, no, space? Just, they would armor. just believe it, and it would yeah. happen, right? That's well, true. Probably. They're, probably they're a shoulder, um, space Marine shoulder pad and fold it over. Shul- <laughs> they would get two power fists that have been fused together. They just, yes, there's just, just a meganob at the uh, just a they, meganob at the end of the row, just smashing his fist down. They, they probably could, thought like, that, that, that that's just what they were for. Like those yeah. ultramarines, that's all they were did was just making tortillas yeah. all day, and that's why they busted in there and and got the the tortilla makers. I'm I'm here for that actually. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Maybe Wog is the name of their taco stand. I could also see orcs eating a lot of beans for some reason. Fuego. That makes sense. I mean, it huh. doesn't It doesn't make sense, really. But no, anyway. <laughs> Favorite yeah, that makes sense. 40k <laughs> orc unit. Uh, I can tell you my favorite, buggy. 
I was about to say, I can tell you my favourite name, okay. which is that one. <laughs> no, it's whatever uh, you want. It's, this is rules like by the looks. I'm actually looking at my orcs right now. As, oh, yeah? yeah, as a uh, model, I'm all about the, the Squigasaur war boss. The, the Mo mm. Mogrok specifically, that's my favourite model. Um, do you know? Do you know what that model reminds me of? Do you guys remember the old chaos, the Chaos Lord on uh, Juggernaut or Chaos Lord on Demonic Steed? That, it reminds me of that. The way he's like just so perfectly posed, looking staunch and mean. Um, yeah, that's my favorite model they've got in the range at the moment. Favorite unit is the Run Herd because he's hilarious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This little, this little fungus patch. He just tends his fungus patch, and then he prods the fungus patch into the in front of the the bolters. So it'd be the mid shield. Love it. <laughs> I like all like the the squig rider stuff. I like I like all the the squig stuff. But I think if I had to pick a favorite unit, I'm looking at it now. It's it, probably a kill rig. I just love the look of the kill rigs. Right. Got a lot going on in that model. Just all the all the stuff that is stuffed onto this giant squig, and just put more guys on it, more guns, just. I love it. I think that's awesome. My f ooh, favorite fantasy one was the Snotling Pump Wagon. Yeah, that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, I've painted a few of those. That is a. Uh, Me fun. too. I was just thinking about it. Um, also, uh, honorable mention to the Shock Attack Gun because it's freaking hilarious. Mm -hmm. But sorry, Paul, I, you haven't had a chance yet. No, I Rock Shock Swing Wagon is fine with me. That's uh... oh shit. Okay, yeah, easy, um, easy. Yeah. yeah, Shock Done. Attack Gun. Honorable, honorable mention. <laughs> easy. And honorable mention to the Stompa. There you go. Oh. Pour one out. Pour one out. Pour one out. No, there there are a lot of good orc units though. Like it's hard. To, it's hard to really. It's, it's an amazing line. It really is. Wago. Okay. What aspect of orc culture could we adopt into play? Forty k. Playing forty k. Um. Ooh. There's a culture of of orcs. I think that if you believe, <laughs> then you should like just get layered rerolls. Like, sorry, no, I believe too hard. You can do all the reroll if you terrible. believe And your opponent's that's like, terrible. you do. You're believing well, you hard do. right now. There you go. You're, yeah, you're just believing you know your pants I, off. You're believing so hard, I believe it too. You're right. You get yeah. to reroll your reroll. Some people in the chat saying biggest is best. We should adopt that. Um, we should adopt it. So this is, this is actually, I'm going to turn this, try and turn this into something beautiful. Um, the orc's philosophy of fighting, that if you fight, you're a winner. As in, if you compete, you're a winner. You don't have to win. You don't have to. You don't have to have been successful or be the champion or the number one. If you if you got to fight and you lost, well, you're a winner. If you fought and you won, you're a winner. If you just rocked up and you competed, you're a winner. If we could adopt that as a community, that'd be fantastic. Did you just make that up, or is that actually how orcs think? <laughs> well, orcs orcs believe that you know if they've lost, they they still got to fight, so they're still a winner. If they fought and they won, well, they're a winner. And so they always, always they, their philosophy is orcs are always winners because they're whole. Have orcs yeah. always been this deep? Like that sounds pretty deep for orcs. I don't. Oh, like I just, that. I just, I just turned it. I just turned. Have it we been deep treating these things of... like animals when they have a belief that deep that society should actually listen to the orcs and look to the orcs for what our society should do in the future? Like I feel like that's what have we been doing with our lives? Let me dumb this back down. We should uh, put ourselves on a rock and hurdle ourselves out in space to play 40k on the moon. <laughs> that's that's more like it. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> that I can get behind the York thinking. All right, I'm yeah. back down to earth here. That makes right. much more sense to me. I have to let you guys know that you're all wrong, unfortunately, and it's red goes faster. That's that's okay. what we should. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that, I mean that's that. fair. I mean, I had to forget everything with guard, but yeah, forget everything we just said. Definitely just, not true. Everything we just said, it's fine. 
you guys kind of answered the last one. Uh, what was the be- what's the best uh, orc model? And you kind kind of already did it through. <laughs> what's your favorite oh. orc unit? <laughs> so eh. can we? Um, we can do it. How about what is the best orc weapon? Sure. I will. Oh, that's easy. Boom. Okay. So not the shock attack gun. No. Not the shock attack gun. Oh. Right. We're, we're, now we're it's not easy one. anymore. We already did that one. Um, <laughs> ooh. Isn't there a custom boom blaster? Yeah. That's a good one. I feel like that's a good um, one. The lucky stick. Yeah. It's just that's a freaking weapon. stick. That's not a weapon, though. It's not it a weapon. Yeah. You used to be able to bunk people with the lucky stick. Can you, can you not wield the lucky stick anymore? Still I mean, I guess Has it got a. Has it got a profile? It used to have a profile, didn't it? You used I, don't to be able think, to I do not think it's ever had a profile. It's, it's just like the bonuses to... You're projecting. I'm, I might be. <laughs> I might be. You believe well, anyway. harder, Adam. You You're not convinced. Harder. You believe harder. Well, that's that's the whole sh- that's the whole shtick of the lucky stick. It doesn't. It's just a stick, but because everyone believes it's lucky, the wielder is like got a two up invulnerable save. That's literally <laughs> the whole shtick of the lucky stick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. <laughs> oh. It doesn't have a profile. I've got another thing. Okay, for a minute left. Yeah. If you could put a character from another faction into the orc army oh. and orcify their name, what would it be? That's this is a hard one, but only we need we need more it. than a minute for that. Hey, watch, watch, watch! I got Do the we? power. Watch, watch, watch! Boom! Two minutes. Go! Oh, it gave us another two. <laughs> okay, okay. So, orcifying another another model, another character model, like a named character model, Ooh. a named character model, like uh, Saint Orcustine. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can pretty much add orc <laughs> to whatever their name is, and it just turn, they turn into orcs. What well, would this kind of be if he was? It was orc because it's it, like, betraying implies loyalty. There is no loyalty in orc. So Khan the what? Like w- w- Wasterath. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Khan the regular. <laughs> if he's orc. Karnak, Karnak, Karnak the smashy. Yeah, Kar- that, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. What would like Skull Taker be? Uh, tooth Taker. Yeah. There you go. No Tooth. Taker. Oh, one upped you. I thought, you I thought that's what I said. You said, you said tooth. tooth. I said tooth. You said tooth. 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 <laughs> tooth. <laughs> tooth. <laughs> 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 uh, what's a badden? A badden the what? Not to the spoiler. Or Gab Gab Badden the the, the world know. world wrecker. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. Yeah. The, the yeah done. Well. This is why we let, the, this is why we let the audience do these for us. Have it on the clean, yeah. What's the name of the um, the night special character? Um, what's his name? Canis. Canis. Canis Rex. He's halfway yeah. to that's halfway to orc already. We could we could orc that up. Good. Canine. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, sh- I'm, I'm shutting shut you guys down. Get out I'm here. really <laughs> glad you gave us two extra minutes for this. Yeah, that was Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the best content we ever put out. Shouldn't have. Well, folks, that is the end of our show. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you all, talking about stats, talking about the tournaments, you know, preparing you all for what you're going to see this weekend. If you are running an event or going to an event coming up in the weeks, make sure you hit us up in, in some kind of chat or social media or whatever. Uh, we'd love the opportunity to talk about your tournaments coming up. Uh, like I said, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening to this after the fact, leave us some five-star reviews, leave some comments. If you're around at 9 p.m. on Thursdays, come hang out with us during the live show. As you can tell, you know, we had a... Good. A blast. 
going to be some really spicy episodes coming up. We're starting to get into the crunchy end of the ITC season. Mm-hmm. We've got LGT, we've got LVTT, we've got SoCal, we've got pff, so much coming up in the next month or so. We're talking about crunchy like orc taco crunchy. So this is, these, these, yeah. this is the time you got to show up. Chad, thanks for <laughs> hanging out with us. We will see y'all next week. See ya. <laughs>